Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Chris Snow has been a student of the game for the past five years, where he currently rides as a backstep on the eastern side of Texas. Chris has a huge passion for his faith in Jesus Christ. He is the creator of the Rogue Tailboard, which you can find on Facebook, current president of the Pineywood Fools Group, and peer supporter at Next Rung. His background image on his profile from the Bears of the Oath says it all, and that is, it's okay to care about each other. Without further ado, I present Mr. Chris Snow. What's going on, Brother Danny? Appreciate you having me on here, man. Uh, I'm Christopher Snow from East Texas area. Got a couple of platforms on social media that God blessed me with, one being the Rogue Tailboard, and then the other one being the Uncommon Firemen. Um, great stories and testimonies behind both of those. Never thought they would happen, just thought it was something – one, for myself, for accountability, and then two, seeing that a bunch of other individuals were like-minded and wanted to share. We decided we created our own little workout accountability group, and that's kind of blown up, too. So it's all good stewardships of God. So uh, a little bit about me there. I'm, a, I'm still a tailboard. I love that job. You know, a little over five years in with both volunteer and professional combined. I'm loving the back step. You know, I'm on a technical search specialist for Texas Task Force 2, a state urban search and rescue team out of Texas. A lot of passion, pride, and joy in that as well. Um, it's it's a whole nother level of things, the whole USAR world, and I've grown to really absolutely love that. And um, other than that, man, just happy to be here on. Appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Um, so how long have you been in the fire service for? It's been roughly about, like I said, going on year five now. Um, got in when I was 29, 30 years old. Did a bunch of general construction beforehand, oil field work. And um, I just knew there was more to life than just that. You know, life circumstances happen and what have you. I remember when I was 16, they had this uh, junior citizens fire academy for a week. And I partaked in that. Absolutely loved it. You know, got a very condensed version of this is what education looks like. This is what, you know, fire suppression looks like and, and stuff like that and their training grounds and um, absolutely loved it. So I didn't know how I was going to end up in the fire service or if it was ever going to happen, but always had a love for it. And God didn't call me into it until obviously my adult age. And it's funny with this timing of things because, you know, like I said, I was blue collar just recently Recently divorced, so I'm working different jobs, working on getting custody of my children. So all these big things happening. And um, I was like making 99 bucks a week, you know, after child support and all that was said and done. This, like I said, five years ago. So it was extremely tight and met my current wife. And as we started dating, we were going to her brother's house, which was a couple cities away. And in passing, there was a wreck on one of these county roads that we take to travel when it was nighttime. We just saw, I saw a truck in a ditch and I saw a bunch of red lights. So I said, let's just pull over, see what's going on. This, this road's never usually congested like that. 
So I get out and start looking. You see a bunch of debris in the middle of the road. And then I still see people in this truck. So I was like, well, let's, let me just go see what's, if I could do of any help. Right. And um, windows were busted. There was a, a young man, probably seven, eight years old, that was in the front seat. So I was able to get him out and just sit him next to that. The driver was still in, in there. And about the time, here comes this fire truck. So I'm like, sweet. Well, two people hop out. And I was like, okay, not familiar with this area, but Hollywood, this is a citizen. You know, I'm a citizen at this point. I don't know any difference right. to the fire service. But I'm like, usually there's, you know, at least four. There's a couple more <laughs> engines. You know, there's there's something here. Right. And um, just two dudes. They just hopped out. They went right to work. And I just said, do y'all need a hand? They're like, yeah, uh, sure. We would appreciate that. So here's the ways that you can help. And it wasn't hindering the operations looking back on it but just little support roles like here give me an extra hand here help make sure this you know just getting the extrication tools and all that set up so after that was all said and done you know and then as the scene was going on a couple more showed up one was in a brush truck uh where we're at we have a bunch of grass fires mm -hmm. um we'll probably get that quite a bit because we're we're very proud of the tiffness involvement we have and um so then they come out and I'm starting to see some of these guys in blue jeans and I'm not knocking or anything, but I'm like, wow, this must be like a laid back department or, you know, I know I'm in East Texas, but what, okay, this is, this is new, mm -hmm. you know, this is new for me. Mm -hmm. And so we started talking and after the scene's done, he's like, man, have you ever wanted to do this? And I said, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I have, but you know, life has happened. There's some things we should probably talk about. You know, I'm a single dad and all this. Well, um, more or less said everyone deserves second chances and put me on, gave me an application for, it was a volunteer fire department at the time. Uh, it still is where a combination where I'm at. And so he said, swing by the first Mondays of every month, first and third Mondays, we have our meetings. And that's uh, in a nutshell, how I started to get my foot in the, the door with the fire service. And it was a long process though. Mm -hmm. um, I lived out of their district, so you had to live within 10 minutes of response to the station at the time. And I was like 15, 20. So for a year, I would go to their meetings and training nights looking to find any kind of rental property in this district. And so I just and the whole time I'm working, like I said, I'm a single dad. So I got two kiddos, you know, off and on. At this time, I did win custody of them. So. I've got all this. I'm like, man, this is a lot. So God, this, I don't know if this is a me thing or if this is a you thing. So one day on the way to work, I just, uh, I tested him in ways that he asked us to test him on things. And so if you're familiar with the Bible at all, I put out the, uh, the jacket on the, the grass kind of analogy he said, if, if this is of you, let the jacket be wet from the dew, but keep the ground dry. And so, I asked if he would play a song uh, on the way to work and it's a song that was on our Christian radio station that has been played a whole lot and it was called, I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. So I forget about it and I go, I stop at this gas station to get some coffee on the way to this job site. And I'm like, crap, you knucklehead. You, you asked for a song to play. So I hurried up and I got in the car and I heard the last 30 seconds of that song. And I don't know if you've ever had the Holy spirit just convict you, but big boy grown man over here i was just bawling as soon as i heard it so i knew i was like okay this is this is what he wants me to do this is no longer about me he's got something in store 
I just need to walk forward with my faith and continue to do what he wants and honor him along the process. And um, if I ended up getting a home in that district, a uh, very active volunteer member with them, just fell absolutely in love with the job. Got a lot of major calls right out the gate as a volunteer. So that really helped soften the blow for anything that you may not be exposed to, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that helped out. They helped me get commissioned. They helped me through to get my EMT and um, an opening came up in the county where an ESD where I'm at. So at the time we had two 24 hour stations, the rest were eight to five Monday through Friday. And so an opportunity finally presented for that. So I moved now to the county side of life with that. And, you know, just due to labor laws and stuff like that, you can't volunteer in the same county you work in. So I had to part ways with the volunteership, still love them to death. There's nothing, no foul malicious. It, it, uh, it was just time to, to move on because this was now a calling. This was now a, a job. And um, here we are today. Awesome. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, you don't hear uh, very many stories like that. So that's, that's great, especially now in this time, you don't hear a lot of people kind of putting their faith out there. So right. no, that's, that's great. That's great. Um, so how did the rogue tailboard come up? Like, how, how did that whole thing come out? Because obviously there, there's a passion there. So explain. Yeah, not a problem, man. Um, so like I said, we, it's kind of cool with timeline of our conversation going forward. So now that we're, now that I'm a commissioned fireman and I'm working eight to five at one of the, one of the districts here and the shift lieutenant or that station lieutenant, he said, Snow, what are your plans? I said, well, obviously to, you know, retire as a fireman. He said, "Would you do you plan to stay here, or do you, do you want to travel elsewhere, or what? What do you think?" I said, "Well, appreciate you wanting to invest in me, but I just got here. Um, I, I'm not going to stepping stone anything. I'm I'm one that likes to see things through unless there's a blatant, obvious reason to part ways. Um, I, I want to commit and stick here. This is home. You know, this is where this is where God called me to be. This is He set everything out." And until he tells me to go elsewhere, which I don't feel in my heart, I'm, I'm going to write it out here. Mm -hmm. It's awesome to hear. And he said, we're definitely a growing organization. We still are. Um, and so there's this place has got an absolute lot of potential. But the one thing I want you to do is I want you to just nerd out the fire service. So, Eric Roselle, if you're listening, thank you so much for that uh, word of advice that you gave me a long time ago because it panned true today. He said, we've got youtube there's social media this is just the current times we live in he said there, there's a lot of great stuff out there and then there's a lot of gimmicks out there he said but you're smart enough to figure out what's what uh, but just keep learning he said if there's a new trick of the trade or you don't necessarily know how to force a door youtube force doors on uh youtube and you'll just you'll learn so it's like man that's awesome so me wanting to be the best i can at everything in life I started to do that. And then I started to ask around and, you know, some, some people everywhere, sometimes they're checked in, sometimes they're checked out, but I did not want to stop learning. And mm -hmm. I felt like I was annoying some of the guys I was working with out the gate, like, God, you know, here, 
he's a 30 year old dude. You know what I mean? He's not like a, a 21 year old out of the academy, but man, he just, he's on it. He's on it. He's on it. So I just started looking elsewhere, you know, so I wouldn't, I guess, hinder them or make them feel uncomfortable or annoy them more or less. Okay. I just started going down rabbit holes and looking through Facebook and I found Mark Von Oppen's fully involved blog. Right. And he talked about the rogue and I was like, man, I like that. I love the wordplay on that. And, you know, rogue is usually a, a negative or derogative term. Right. But this one's like, nah, if, if all you want to do is just be happy in the AC and just sit down and, and watch Oprah or, or Jerry Springer and that's all you want to do all shift and you want to scoff or roll your eyes if I want to go out and throw a ladder or go do something in gear, then, okay, yeah, I'm a rogue. I, I, I'll, I'll wear that title. So that started to hit home with me. And then I was like, you know what? I'm seeing a lot of people in vetted years of service with, with these Facebook pages of, of personal testimonies, personal blogs, and, you know, their ideology. I said, that is awesome. I said, but I want to document some accountability for myself. So I'm going to send myself messages online, if that makes sense, if you're tracking with me. So. Once mm -hmm. you put it out there, Danny, you know, you can't take it back. Right. You know? Right. And so I had that thought. And then as that started to roll that way of, okay, well, this is how I think with, you know, my relationship with Christ, with the way I view the world with morals and ethics. And now we mash out the fire service. Let's, let's just, you know, of course I prayed to God over this too. I wanted to make sure that this was a him thing, not a me thing. And um, he proved that with the overwhelmingly fast growth it had in the first few months of it being live. And that's a, a whole severity of its own. But then it started to turn into a documentation from a, a young tenured man in service. You know, hey, ground level, we are getting talked to by everyone above on what to do, what to do, what to do, how to act, how to do this, how to be mentored and this and that. I didn't hear anything on a horizontal plane with other young tenured rookies because it's always the shut up do as you're told. Right. Well, I'm looking around like, guys, we got to have each other too here, man. You know, so let's, let's not forget that. So it became a sense of accountability, like I said, on a horizontal front with uh, the ground operations and it, um, it just blossomed from there. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Cause it, it struck a, it struck positivity, it struck negativity, it struck a whole lot of adversity. But at the same time, the personal messages that people were receiving me of thank you for reigniting my passion or thank you for this or man, what you touched on today was something I've been dealing with in the firehouse. And that gave me so much hope and encouragement. That didn't fill my ego. That was confirmation that God had me doing what he wanted me to do mm -hmm. and you know that's going back to what we said earlier if i can go two three months without any kind of content that's not a priority of mine right um but it's, it's laid on my heart i'm gonna share it and hopefully that message hits where it needs to hit because i i can this may sound bad i guess but i can care less about being relevant danny you know it, it's about being the best i can for my service for my crew and my community and if a lot of people get on board with that, awesome. I hope we all get on board with that, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, 
God's put me in some unique positions to have him glorified through it all. And so as long as he continues to use me, I'll continue to put out content for the road tailboard and I'll continue to have some guests on, but there's been busy seasons in life. We all yeah, have that. Absolutely. And so it may not, I don't know how, uh, Chief Corley Moore does it every week. I don't know how individuals <laughs> like do it every week, man. I, I picked his brain on that, and he just he said, "Man, it's like a a Tyler. I'm just steady, one piece at a time." And I said, "Well, keep rocking on, because you guys are killing it." And um, I just I don't know. I've I've got a lot of growth in my my season right now too. I just I can't be that weekly fella. So those that truly appreciate it, thank you for your patience when <laughs> when it's a MIA for a little bit of time. Yeah, no, no, I totally get it. I mean, life happens, you know, if, uh, if, if if people can't understand that, then, you know, they got to look at themselves. So I, I totally get it. And as you stated, it's hard uh, to, to, to just keep it going, you know, get your schedules aligned. I got to balance my, my wife and my daughter. So, I, but she feels good that I'm doing this and I feel really good that I'm doing this. So there, there's a purpose there, but I also can't forget about family. Because family is right. number one, of course. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I uh, just shared um, the Dagon Texas Fire Conference. They released uh, Chief Starnes, uh, the ultimate firehouse. Mm -hmm. uh, check that out if you haven't yet. That's, okay. Uh, that's an awesome one. And you're it talking, will you're, definitely. You talking about Chief Andy Starnes? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, I just recently shared it too on my page, but it's gonna it's gonna get you where it needs to get you, brother. So it'll it'll help you with the priorities mm -hmm. and um, going on everything we just talked about. So I think you'll find some good encouragement when you watch that. Okay, all right, will do. Uh, speaking of what's going down, what's going down in Texas? Because y'all see <laughs> something in the water, but Texas has got it going on. The Texas boys are coming out hot. Yes. Uh, <laughs> man, we're just – I don't – I guess it's hard to pinpoint, to be honest with you, brother. Um, it all stems from a relationship. If I were to really pinpoint, it all stems from a relationship that the South Texas region guys, you got to give it up to Matt Valdez. Um, this is going to be like a little rabbit chase, so let's, let's buckle up and let's see if we can fit the timeline and – and you boys that are listening, y'all feel free to, to comment when this is posted and, and help set the timeline straight. But Matt Valdez created MV Fire Rescue, and that started off as his Auto X tech class. And then from there, he saw a need to do like a first line engine class. And then he got personnel to get that going. And then he started off with a uh, no quit writ class. And now he's got a search. So all your basic skill duties he has a class for and it's teak certified. So it's, it's good for best practices. You get a lot of credential hours. It's, it's a lot more than just a, a cool class to go do hood rat stuff with your friends. Like you're getting some meat and value that you can bring paper wise back. Okay. So the guy, the instructing cadre that he has went to Georgia where the bears of the oath is originated from. Mm -hmm. And those guys down there, very like-minded. Um, they just want to train. They want to try and do the, the best realistic training possible with the best practices, start throwing stress your way. So they started going there and found that culture. And a lot of these guys are, are my mentors and big brothers too. And so right out the gate, when I started to 
learn about these guys and just network like we're doing now. They took me under their wing and just started showing me ways like, man, you you've got the heart. You, you're a brief, You're embracing the the humble servantship. Let's let's work on that work. Now, this is why we do what we do. And this is why don't let anyone tell you differently with your quote unquote aggression when that should be your normal. And this is why we do it. So that's just a little peak of their their culture, if I can sum that up. And so you'd have the Envy Fire guys and the Bears guys, and they would they would join, and then they would bring back knowledge back to Texas. And Texas is real hot and heavy with the Fools chapters and involvements right now. You've got the Frontier Fools out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area with President Eddie Steele just annihilating the area, man, with just any kind of training opportunities that you can do. And that's giving a lot of other regions that may not have – the capability to travel this far, but now they're right. sprouting up their own sports chapters. And now we're, right. we're just showing that state love. And then you got Devin Craig with trainer die. And mm-hmm. that man is all over the place on the nation, just spreading the good word of just training and, you know, killing that complacency by being competent. And we all just, it's just one big happy family down here in Texas, man. And we're proud of it. You know, I guess everything kind of really is big in Texas, but we, uh, <laughs> We love the job, we love the train, and we don't want to sell for anything less. And when we love our brothers, we we want the same for them. And I guess if we see areas that need that, let's go get it. Right. And yeah, tech that's that's a good question. I never thought about that, but man, I guess you <laughs> Texas is putting fire their self on the map with the fire service. Right Absolutely, now. yes. No, with everything going on, you're right. Like you mentioned, Devin Craig, Kyle Romagus. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I, I forgot. Montgomery County. Yeah, my yep, East Montgomery County. Uh, the fire chief there. His name's on the top of my head. Can't remember. But uh, well, I, you got oh, there's so many that you can name. You know, right. Chief Chief Thompson's doing a good job with the colony on yes. the mentorship. You got Chief Johnson out of Pearland about marrying yep. the young, just killing it. Man, there there's a lot of greats, um, and they're all humble too. They're all humble right. and approachable. Right. Uh, you got Chief Mo Davis and the Houston. Houston. Yep. There's so many. You almost feel bad to start naming because right. you don't want to lose or not give credit in the moment of conversating. Absolutely. And, uh, man, we just the one thing that Texas has in common is we love the job and we're going to do the job. And we are, you know, the rest of the nation may look at Texas as a bunch of blue collar cowboys. Well, we were that proudly. We We are blue collar in the fire service and we're going to continue to honor that um that part of the profession we we're here to work you know yeah we love our we love our you know prs we love doing that we love getting out the community but at the end of the day danny we're here to work and we're Mm going to do what's necessary to get the job done awesome well said uh what keeps you personally invested to stay positive and continue loving this job because i can i can feel it that that you definitely do I appreciate that. Uh, I almost wish my crew was here to answer that because I don't they they poke with me all the time. Uh, but we're about as thick as thieves, too. But uh, right now, them, we uh, they're my sounding boards and I'm their sounding board with life. You know, I've got a, a driver who's in his young 20s, um, absolute just beast with understanding the hydraulics and the pump ops of the 
the engineer aspect and where we're at our first due it could be the four of us when one of us isn't getting swung out to cover a, a spot we're we're it on on the fire grounds for 15 minutes our last structure fire we had was literally a block away from our house and it was 19 minutes until a second due showed up wow but, but we were in the overhaul stage um my my driver ain't afraid to work if it's a bad day if he's not bunked out once uh, he sends me water and he's not right in front of me pulling ceiling, you know, some, something's going on there, but mm -hmm. where we're at, we have no options. You know, that's a whole nother topic. You ought to about the whole, you know, ghost pumping and all that stuff, truly knowing your rig, understanding water flow. There's we've trained on this too, though. So I don't want the, the safety Nazis to start, right. you know, right. hair turned up. We we've learned to be extremely competent. We have, an attack package, our crosslay and Elkhart nozzle is, is meant for one man. So we utilize that because we have to. Um, so just understanding that one, getting back to your question, God called me to this. You know, I'm understanding why he called me to this. And my passion is honestly to come home to my family and also to serve those that God put me there to serve. If, uh, if I was somewhere else, I'd be still doing everything in my responsibility to make sure that I'm the best fireman at my position for my crew's accountability so they know, hey, snow squared away. I ain't got to worry about him freelancing or, you know, doing some scary crap that's going to get him or myself in a bind. That's one less thing to worry about on my crew and on my incident commander, knowing that that dude squared away. Well, our whole crew is now squared away. So... That's one less thing I see has to worry about. They don't have to worry about our crew going in there doing some dumb stuff or some some reckless stuff because we're doing we are exhausting and literally putting our work ethic on the table when we say we're there for them. Our mm -hmm. actions are making that. That's a whole other side note. Um, I think a lot of people like that idea, but are they really matching the talk with that? Right. So that's what, but what keeps me fueled, man, is conversations like this with you, uh, conversations with other brothers. You know, my my big bro Shane Bentley called him that a lot, just because he is. He took me in, like I said, a couple years ago, and that was a whole another network of other brothers. Uh, you know, I got Kevin Fluger, Tom Holly, got a bunch of got a bunch of big bros, man. Robert Mayer's down in Florida. He gets me, you know, in check with USAR stuff and just rescue technical stuff. And just life, you know, you you build your tight circle. And ultimately, that is what keeps you positive. Um, sometimes the word brotherhood gets thrown around. And sometimes it is not recepted on the home front. Honestly, I'm figuring out that's due to a bunch of lack of understanding or false perceptions and not being humble enough to have conversations. But when you network or you message other individuals and then you build a relationship through communication, that fires you up. Everyone's going through the same problem you're going through. It's just mm -hmm. in another house in another state. Yep. And so when you can learn from them and then you can apply that where you're at, you know, it's, it's okay. It's going to be all right. And so that's what helps keep me engaged, man. All right. Uh, also a little shameless plug. If you want, go ahead and sh shout out your crew, man. You, you can spit out their names. I got Lieutenant David Gerald. He's been with me for going on two years now. Um, very squared away, man. Um, definitely, definitely 
a good good mentor of mine. We've learned a lot from each other. And then Jake Edwards, he's our engineer. Like I said, that man's got an awesome story. You know, he started off as a, a one-man rodeo at some smaller departments where he was in on, on, on shift and everything. So he was one-man fire hatch, uh, structures. He was a one-man pin jobs. Uh, wow. So, yeah. And that's at a young age. That, so he's 26 now. That was when he was 21. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, in those situations. So right. the amount of life growth and experience that young man has is phenomenal. And then uh, my other tailboard is Josh Bardwell, and he's been in the game for a long time, too. He's the chief of a volunteer department in a local area, too, so he can bring this knowledge to help better out that rural area. Uh, they don't have any other ESD fundings or anything, and it's strictly them. Um, true volunteerism at its best right there where he's at. And so for him to be placed where he's at, to learn what he's learning with his profession, to pour back into that community is phenomenal. Um, he is the absolute guru when it comes to wildland firefighting, too. That is just his world, his niche. He's on some federal teams. Um, that I call him our tree-hugging cowboy, and <laughs> the other nickname is the Rogue Bugler. But we're just we're dialed in, you know. We got a we got a battalion chief that knows how to navigate as well. Um, man, we're we're a good family. Uh, we've definitely got some good family dynamics. There, there's nothing that none of us don't know about each other. Right. And uh, we're all ready to put it on the line for one another whenever it's time. So that's a great group of men I'm blessed to be with. No, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't argue with that. And 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 that's that's something to be said because you know, a lot of firemen, you know, firemen will will gripe and and complain about really any little thing, but you gotta think about how fortunate most of us are because as you stated, your driver had to do it all by himself. You know, yep. we, we complain and I'm guilty of it too. You know, you're the engines and trucks are not staffed with at least four, but I can't imagine having to do it with one. That's true cowboying up right there. Yeah. At and that age too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What are current 21 year olds doing right now? You know, retort question, but what are current 21 year olds doing right now? Uh, partying, school. Okay. Yeah. This man's out there single-handedly putting out house fires <laughs> at yeah. 21 years old. You know what right. I mean? Right. It's impressive. Right. Um, what are your ultimate goals? When you asked that question, um, that or sent me that, I was really thinking hard on it because as much as I'm an in-the-moment guy, I, I do have plans. And so plans right now – like I said, with the task force is, is a, a big part of it. Um, that's such a huge honor to be a part of. And so definitely want to work and gain more knowledge on deployments and to become a better, better asset for them as well on a local front with my organization, just to be, to be the best that I can be for my crew without sounding cliche-ish, but also for them. So you know, we, you know, this as well. You're no longer just Danny of whatever city you're in. I'm no longer Chris of where I'm at. It's, it's, you know, Smith County firefighter, Chris, it's, you know, there's these other titles that get put upon your name. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to remember that even off duty. Right. So with that said though, what can, I'm always wondering, what can I do to help my organization become better too? I know I'm just one man. I know we're all just one man, but um, 
little by little, I'm getting involved with the uh, new member orientations. So me and Lieutenant Snyder, he's another very like-minded individual as myself, where we oversee the, the PT. So for the two weeks, right off the rip, we're doing an hour and a half of, of PT. Uh, and we instill why the physical part of the job is very important. And this is why it's being put first. And then we're going to go into our skills and everything else. And there's a couple of things of involvement I have on the skill side, too, throughout the new member orientation. Uh, we got a, a great group. And I know that'll be a segue into your question of our culture. But we got a great group of individuals here on the home front that absolutely just pour into us um, as an organization. And so those are those are kind of career goals. I'm not necessarily looking forward to promote anytime soon. Um, I really love the back step and I love being, you know, I don't want to put any tiles upon myself, but if people view me as an informal leader, if people view mm -hmm. me as, as a buffer, um, I would greatly, I love the big brother role. You know, I, I have so many big brothers that I want to give that back. So if I'm able to be a big brother to somebody, I love doing that. Um, not saying down the road, it wouldn't happen, but currently right now, even let's just say five-year plan, it's to be very squared away with all my technical rescue certs. I'm only lacking a couple. Um, with our TIFMIS involvement, there's a counterpart in there with uh, the REM module, which is rapid extrication. Uh, I forgot what the M stands for, so forgive me on that, but I think it's just module. And they're your, your RIT guys for Wildland. They're your, your rope tech certified. If, if crap goes bad real quick on the fire line, these are the guys that are going in and getting your brothers. And um, I'm big on that. I'm big on just saving your own because we're it. Right. I know we hear that a lot, but someone's got to embrace that. Mm -hmm. As much as, as much as homeboy loves being on the nozzle, as much as homeboy loves cutting the roofs, I'll be that homeboy that loves saving you guys when, when it gets real. And so what are my best practices? And you know, people that have been following me for a little bit know that writ's been a weakness of mine. Um, took that no quit writ class and any others, but it opened up your eyes to all these skills that we obtain go into writ. You know, not trying to go on a side tangent, but they right. do. And and at the same time, it's so physically taxing, even after two scenarios. And we weren't even stressed out and it wasn't even 2 a.m. So that was that great humble reminder of your boys got to stay in shape for this stuff. So you know, I, I love all that. So definitely keeping that involved and um, just seeing seeing where the next five years goes. That's that's my plan. Just okay. to stay plugged in, stay involved, um, continue to grow as a tailboard, continue to grow in this job and see what comes from it. All see right. what God next for me. OK, uh, leading into it. What is the culture like within your department? So we were actually talking about this last year, uh, not last year, but last tour. It wasn't even two years ago that we only had two of our fully staffed districts, 24-7. Um, so a little quick little history about our organization is we have 11 districts in our county. Uh, seven of the 11 are fully staffed. And there's, you know, it's in the, the plans here in the next year or two or however long it, it's needed to take, but the rest of the 11 districts are going to get fully staffed. Um, that's your full-time personnel around the clock in the house, um, but that is also with the volunteer involvement. We are a combination mm -hmm. department, and we 
we do honor the fact that the more that you have on scene, the better the outcome is going to be. And especially right. when, it's, when it's competent manpower on scene and everyone knows the job and everyone's dialed in what great force that can be for the county and for the community when we all show up to bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's getting that understood and worked on and just kind of coming to life with that. So with that being said, it is very much so a, a citizen's first mentality. Um, our, our new chief even puts it underneath his uh, regards and emails and stuff, uh, service above self. And so that's that constant reminder of instilling that we are servants, service. We are here to serve. Who are we serving? We would not be here if it wouldn't be for the community to begin with. So they are top priority. Okay, so what makes them top priority and how can we honor that they are top priority? So we work on what's best practice and best applicable to our district because we are a good mod podge of rural, farmland, commercial, low income, high income. We're, we're just a big mod podge of a, of a county. So how do we do that with these 11 districts? We've got 720 square miles to cover. We got over 150,000, I think it is now, in our populace. That's just in the county. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say if our city has a oh crap moment, need all hands on deck, and now they need to start requesting help with our resources. You know, Smith County alone is over 250,000 people. Uh, you look at the definition, that's a metroplex. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of people may not think of that because we're just good old East Texas that's going through a growth spurt. Right. No, sir, but let's let's really reevaluate that. We're we're here, okay? Right. It's not by choice; it's by growth. We're here. So, what are we going to do now to keep up with that? And so, we we have. Uh, there's been a lot of learning curves, a lot of good education going into play with it. But best best practices and best results are coming out. Of course, everyone's got their different opinions of what they think and should be and blah, blah. But uh, the ones that are in the positions to make those decisions are getting heavily educated and are not afraid to implement what's best for what they see fit with sound judgment. So us on operations, we, we can get behind that. Just, just give us the proper things we need to work with and they're doing that and let's go to work. Right. You know, uh, right. we're not, we're not hard to please. Yeah. So that's our culture. Uh, we all honestly love to train. We do a big part of it too is the TIFMIS involvement. Like I said, we do have a lot of rural areas. So we have a good sound foundation with wildland firefighting. Our newly appointed division chief, who was just a training chief, but like I said, things grow, positions occur. He got blessed to have that. So he is now our chief of divisions of training in EMS. Um, constantly that man is also still a student of the craft, never stops learning. And to have him at the forefront of your train division to trickle down to us tailboards is phenomenal. Um, they've had their hands tied with so much on the new organization. We all see the need. And then a lot of us are also want to just have that deep breath of, okay, we're finally here, but, uh, it's a building process. You know, it's not going to be an overnight thing. Right. So, but they, we have started to little by little get our foot into that TIFMIS role, which is a, a Texas response to wildland firefighters uh, in layman's terms. And it's very beneficial uh, financially for any department that has a TIFMIS team that sends out. 
you're getting reimbursements and refunding and, and paid state pay for your apparatuses and personnel that you're throwing at this natural disaster with wildfires. Mm-hmm. And so we are really beefing up on that, um, getting operations and getting trained aligned on that. At the same time, we have several crews and company officers across our board that are in love with the job and, you know, learning the TIFMIS and learning the wildlands that may be new to them, but they're very sound and structural stuff. So it's a good collaboration of both wildfires, wildlands and structural work together to be well, well versed with where we're at, you know, the other only other place I can think of that could be similar just off the top of my head would be like San Bernardino, California. And those guys out there, they have a lot of wildland, but it bleeds into structure. So they're prepared mm-hmm. at any moment. It's kind of where we're at too. Uh, and we're saying that and we're getting ahead of the curve on staying prepared for that. So okay. we do have a unique response culture as far as that goes. We are BLS. Uh, we do have private EMS in our county. We have a level one, level two trauma center. So yeah. they have their own EMS that they run. So we don't necessarily have to do the transports, but we are looking at and entertain the idea of becoming at least an ALS engine, one for our sake and two to better serve if, you know, the community, if it's a quicker response, all right, we're able to give immediate ALS care, but no EMS is here load and go. That keeps our whole crew intact for the next. Right. So these are just talks, but, Man, we're such a young, young growing department, uh, but the potential is so huge that um, that's what's exciting to see about. And so our culture, um, we are on a high and I don't mean that arrogantly, but we have that sense of pride that we we're starting to come into our shoes. We're starting to fulfill our boots out and seeing what really is in store. And now that we have great leadership stewarding the way and we have you know a board that is allowing and honoring that and and hearing the true needs and and being good stewards of everyone that's playing their part is is finally coming together for the best understanding that it is for the citizens so what can we do for that and that's that's pretty much the whole purpose of the fire department existing it's for the citizens it's for the community and it always helps when, and I know a lot of firemen love to point the finger at admin, but to me, it's a two-way street. You, 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 admin's got to give you what you need, but you also got to show admin that what they're working for is worth something. You know, you, hey, can't, you can't just have it your way and admin not see any, any successfulness out of it. Absolutely. I couldn't argue that one bit. You got to give them something worth giving, you know, for sure. Right, right. Uh, and in your opinion, what key elements or factors are needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank? Good firefighter one is willing to learn. Um, you can't know it all. You never will know it all. Mm-hmm. In work. And that even that even goes to say, I'm currently just a few years in. I'm current. OK, right now, this is current best practice. This is what is the offset fuel temperature, this is water application. So I've got all my current data for what's currently being presented to us in the fire service. Could that change in 10 years? Absolutely. So 10 years from now, am I still going to hold on to my current ways of operating or am I going to have to learn to adjust and overcome and learn a new trick for best practices for 10 years from today? 
So it's being humble enough and open-minded enough to know that currently right now, yes, we're, we're it, we're, we're doing, we're doing the right thing, but we've got to be not naive to the fact that things are going to change. And so how do we adapt to that change or no, that ain't going to work because this is the way, because we're having so much fun, you know, kicking tail and taking names right now that we're going to be able to do it no matter what's thrown in our way. I think that's a, not a good approach. So if you can stay humble enough to continue to change with your environments, that's going to make you a good firefighter. Also the humbleness is key for me. I know it's being talked about a lot here within our culture overall, which I think is highly important because there's so much that comes from that word and understanding that look, bro, you're a servant, you're a firefighter. All right. That's, that's what we do. We serve others. So we all know, we should hopefully all know the characteristics of a servant. It's not the look at me. I'm better than you. Right. No, you're not because you're serving someone. You know, right. we, we put ourselves on that bottom level to serve so they can have better than us right now. So you just got to stay humble with it. You start getting that arrogant ego pride in the way. And it's that cancerous. And all it takes that one individual. Mm-hmm. So if, if we as a collective group can start being humble and start listening to different opinions that may or may not be what we think, but having conversations with you, be like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. Well, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. I totally can get on board with that. I just never saw that, that angle before. Right. So just staying humble and open-minded man. And like I said, being willing to learn. Um, I was talking to a dude the other day when I was on work, and it was a, what good is all this knowledge if we don't know how to apply it? And if we know how to work, but we don't have all the knowledge to understand what we're doing, what good are we? So you mm-hmm. you have to be well-rounded. You know, you, you can't just spit out all this you know, verbatim that you see in a textbook, but then when it's it's stress moment time and you you fumble right out the gate with skills, but you know all the all the background knowledge behind it, what good are, what good are you right now on this call? Right. So, uh, in a nutshell, that's uh where we're at on that no. answer. Okay. No, I mean, like I said, like or like you said, humility. You don't you can't know it all because I know I don't. I mean, I'm like terrible at ropes, and I give. I gave so much, so much uh, jab to the rescue guys at work, but I appreciate what they do because I'm not doing what they're doing. Right. So it's, it's, you know, it's that fun, that funness, the humor I have, but I do have a level of respect for people that do certain things that I don't do because it's like, I'm not doing that. And, but you are, and I appreciate you. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, I'm glad you said that, man. Cause that's, uh, that's something my uh, pastor talked about too yesterday with uh, walking in community and that had me thinking, I was like, man, how can I articulate this? So we all have our spot. Not everyone can be the nozzle man. Not everyone can be the search guy, but in community, we are one. So I'm formulating something. There's something coming on with that. And I just haven't put <laughs> yet, but feel free to put me back on it too, man. But yeah, that that's a message that's being spoken really heavy to me right now is walking in community in the fire service. Okay. Awesome. Uh, last question for you. In your opinion, what do you think the American Fire Service can improve on? Uh, honestly, everything. And I don't mean that spitefully or any other way, but right. we can. We, we should always be improving. Um, the big thing right now is, man, I don't understand this division. And 
Jump Seat Leadership put out a great post. I was reading that this morning too, drinking some coffee. It was the great divide um, between admin and operations. But you also see it in operations. Uh, you see it nationally. And it's, are we in as, and I've talked to some of my mentors about this and Big Brothers and Sounding Boards. Are we at a point in the fire service to where we're more worried about making a name for ourselves instead of serving? You know, are where are we going? The, the information overload is incredible. Um, it definitely occupies your time navigating through everything. But you also have to vet the information. We get all that. Make sure it's true and not self-initiated. So what, how can we, uh, I do feel we need to get better at just getting back to the basics of firemanship. And we are. We are little by little. I'm seeing that. I'm feeling the pulse on that, talking with a lot of other individuals. Understand it truly is blue collar. Um, mm -hmm. We all know this job is inherently dangerous. Um, we can't just issue out bubble wrap and make right. it to where we're barely able to even do our job now. Um, we all kind of have a love for that kind of danger to begin with. That's why we sought it out. We know it's going to happen. And what's best practices well we're learning now that staying trained and staying competent staying educated on not even the sexy stuff like rob ramirez is saying you know mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. you, if it's not sexy that's fine let's make it sexy so right. building construction the brannigan books and all, oh my gosh how boring is this stuff but how important is it you how if you don't know and don't drive in your district when you just see the studs being you know, thrown up and they're not, it's not climatized yet, meaning that they don't have the roof on or the windows in. It's still mm -hmm. natural environments flowing through the whole building so far. Check that out. It mm -hmm. might freak you out if you see how these studs are, are fingered and spliced and, Blue. oh my God, they yeah. yeah, they don't even have screws yeah. in the busted plates right now in these rafters. If that fills, this is all, I mean, mm -hmm. on, man, but that's building construction. A lot of people don't like that because it's not the fire nozzle or I don't know, man, but it's all important to me. Um, I do think that we can, we can work on loving the little details as much as we love the big details. Um, and just the, the open-mindedness to be willing to talk to one another, you know, so-and-so even in your own organization, you know, you might hear, well, this guy is so ate up with the job, you know, pfft, Here's this guy again. Mm -hmm. But the guys that are asking those questions, I, I would like to ask in return, what are you doing with your career? Are you just sitting in a recliner playing video games? Are you just, what are you doing with your career? And if, you, if you're not taking the job seriously, and I'm not saying we can't have fun. Right. The coolest part about it is I don't, I don't ever work a day in my life, Danny. I don't think you do either, man. Right. For two days, I get to go with my boys and, and sleep in a station and have some shenanigans, laugh our butts off and, you know, roll our sleeves up and go to work when it's time. Right. And I love those days. That's not work to me. But what are we what are we doing with those time frames? If you're that finger pointer, mm -hmm. stop. If be humble enough to admit, OK, well, maybe I have some things I need to work on. I know I've got things I got to work on and I'm actively working on them. I've got an accountability system of people, even my crew. I've 
got a – I told Jake, going back to him, Jake and Josh both, I said, if you ever see me get big-headed, you better kick me right in the gonads with those composite toe boots and bring me back to ground level. <laughs> and they know I mean it. And so it's just one of those things, man. So why are you hating on someone that's better than themselves? Right. You are doing a horrible job. Yes. Hating the individuals that are loving the job and bringing – bringing the proper data to life. I love the guys that are, this is my one track mind. I'm very sound and proficient with everything, but I'm one track mind on giving you all the data on where the victims are on a citizen level with search. This is best practices. It doesn't matter if you're in New York or if you're here, this is what the data is telling us in a smoke filled room before flashover and all this. So what are we doing with where you're at to make that happen? Thank you for those guys that are doing that. Yes. Thank you to the guys with Rit and Mayday that are telling us best practices. And yes, it may not be the Rit crew, but what Rit training did those interior guys have that make it even worth possible to have? Thank mm-hmm. you. For, thank you for the Andy Fredericks and the Kyle Ramagases who are telling us about the water flow and the Dennis Legears who are telling us about the smooth board versus the nozzle and the breaking of the stream and the water application. You start to be exposed to all this stuff. Danny, it's way much more than just showing to work and sitting on a recliner and hoping to do your best on absolutely. a call. Absolutely. So I do think that us as a fire service can absolutely get continuously and humbly stay educated and be willing to learn from one another. You know, we, we need to quit hating ourselves, man. We need to quit hating on each other. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's one thing with the fire service. Like when we need to show love and compassion and brotherhood, we can do that. But man, like we are sometimes savages to our own, to our own people. And I truly believe guys or girls that do that are just insecure with themselves. They have insecurity issues where they either don't want to look bad in front of their peers or admit that they don't know what they don't know. Yes. And I think you nailed it. Um, I like the psychology of life, too, because there's always deep underlying issues Mm -hmm. and when people lash out and you can honestly sit there and say, I, Danny, am doing the right thing, the moral and ethically right sound thing, but someone disagrees with that, there's a deep line under reason. And a lot of times not, it's it's the insecurities. There's there's nothing to be jealous about. I mean, what I'm doing, anyone could be doing. What you're right. doing, anyone could be doing. It's the applying the, the will and the know-how to want to do it. Right. If you don't want to do it, then yeah, I guess you're going to get upset with people around you. And maybe they're getting appraises or this or that that we're not asking for it i guess it comes with the territory i don't know but hey thanks why don't you come join me man you know yeah. I, got, I got room let's let's right. ride together okay. so i don't understand it but uh i hope it it dissolves at one point in time yeah you imagine I, service where that exists man yeah yeah i know uh, and i think it's slowly but surely occurring because there's so many different states, you know, that are starting local fools chapters. There's so many nowadays, there's so many different mini micro conferences. Cause I mean, as we speak right now, FDIC 2023 is going on, but right. some people don't have the funds or the means or the way to get to Indianapolis. But if they look around their own wheelhouse, man, there's, there's little different little organizations and conferences you can go to, where you can get that reset or be with those like-minded individuals. So I think as we continue, as this, as more and more people begin to catch on and grasp to, to all this knowledge, it's it's only going to get better. Oh, hundred percent. And that's, that's a whole nother funny thing there too, is like, Oh man, we're, 
or conference saturated. Well, now you're just seeing a lot more other individuals able to host it or able to bring the the message to their backyard mm-hmm. and be supportive of that. Because like you said, a lot of guys, there's still some people, you know, and I'm not meaning negative by this, but they're still in their bubble that they don't even know none of that exists. They might right. hear talk about it. But now right. all of a sudden, oh, well, they're they're coming to where I live. Oh, well, let me check. Let me just check it out. And then, mm-hmm. and then they go and they're like, holy crap, the light bulb goes off. Right. And wow, look at all these other firefighters from around the region here mm-hmm. to hear this. Maybe this is a little important. Maybe mm-hmm. I should. Okay. And just little by little, seeds are planted, man. I love it. Um, those that are, are making the conference runs right now, I've talked to a couple of them and they're they're still loving it they're still able to do it and god bless them for doing that you know and one thing chief starn said when he was at the dago conference we were talking was a who's going to be the next ones you know they're they're not going to live forever but who's going to pass the torch right you know who's going to humbly share the same knowledge to keep it relevant and available to the fire service Mm -hmm. you know so i love the fact that we are putting a lot of spotlight on the information um, I just hope that it's humbly honored that the spotlight stays on the information and not the informer. Right. Um, that's a big, that's a big thing. That is a big thing. You're right. Like you said before, hopefully people are vetting the individual, but I would say most individuals out there are not, are not out there for the money, not out there for the, the, the fame because well, diverse firefighters know these individuals and know what they stand for. So I totally yeah. agree with you. Oh, yeah. I echo that same comment, too, Dan. Awesome. Well, Chris, this has been, this has been great, man. I, I appreciate having you on. Like I said, I, I appreciate that when I sent it, I was like, I'm going to send this message. And you responded back. And I was like, awesome, man. Like, it's just, it's great when I can reach out to a person I don't really know. But then they're like, yeah, man, I'll come on here and talk shop. And, you know, we'll get to know each other and everything else. So I, I can't say enough, uh, sir. Thank you very much. I mean, I appreciate you even inviting me. This was fun. I enjoy it. And hopefully we can stay in touch too and just learn and pick brains and, you know, become friends and brothers out of it all, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and maybe I'll make my way down because my wife's always talking about, you know, let's go down to Texas for whatever. So whenever I'm in that area, there's a couple other people I know I can hit up with and I, and I can add you on there. Oh, definitely, man. You'll get some good Texas love. You come around. <laughs> cool, man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Chris. All right, brother. Enjoy your day. All right, you too. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.